So, you're hiring a software engineer. In Seattle and San Francisco, the tech industry is booming, with hundreds of new employees coming in at a rapid pace. Innovators, intellects, coders, and creators gather at the best and brightest companies to give their shot at contributing to the next big thing in the tech world. But who decides which people get to be a part of it all? The answer is the hiring managers. Welcome to Straight From The Source. I'm your host, Ella Alter. In this podcast, we interview all the executives who have the job of hiring software engineers in the cutthroat competition that is the tech industry. The hiring managers we talk to share their secrets, from creative approaches to closing new hires to effective communication with recruiting teams, and all the interview insights in between. From expert hiring managers to you, we get it straight from the source. Okay, so let's get started. I'm here today with Jason Bosco, the Vice President of Engineering at Dollar Tree Club. Welcome to the podcast, Jason. Hey, thank you for having me. Of course. Before we get into our questions, would you like to introduce yourself and tell everyone a little bit about you and what you do? Yeah, sure. So I'm Jason Bosco, uh, VP of Engineering at Dollar Shape Club. Um, I was one of the early employees of BSE, uh, uh, I believe employee 10, so I was the second engineer on the team. So I've been here for quite a while uh, now and 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 I've uh, grown the teams and, and grown the technology, so uh, I, I've experienced what it means to build a team from scratch and then and also continue to uh, scale it as we as we become a much larger team and and all the all the fun uh, challenges that come along with it. Great, thank you for the introduction. Yeah, we're really looking forward to talking to you today. You definitely have a lot of great experience building strong engineering teams. I know in the past, Dollar Shave Club has kind of been known for your outstanding marketing and advertising, and it seems like now you guys are really getting a great reputation for your strong engineering. So that's awesome, and we're really looking forward to speaking to you. Uh, as you said, you've played a big part in growing the engineering team at Dollar Shave Club. When you think about some of the best software engineers that you've ever hired, what are a few characteristics that they have that made them stand out to you? Yeah, so one of the biggest things that I personally look for, uh, especially at the stage of the company that we're in at the moment, uh, I look for self-motivation and and passion for the, the I call it the craft uh, of of, of uh, technology. Uh, so usually this the, the telling signs of things like this are are someone is hacking on you know personal projects in their free time or are, are you know just looked at new technologies just because they were curious or uh, you know they, they took for fresh grads maybe they took that extra uh, extra credit just because they were interested and to know more uh, so things like that show a lot of self-motivation and, and I believe that for software engineering as a career uh, the, the industry itself is quite fast changing uh, you know what what is cool and in today is, is already outdated you know, five years from now, so and maybe even quicker in, in certain domains. Uh, so what that means is being curious and always uh, being up to date on the latest technologies is a is a uh, requirement. In fact, so I look for that as a as a trait and any signals that that point to that uh, when I when I hire. Uh, that also uh, adds uh, things like uh, you know people who are more motivated by by working on technology uh, 
and that means on the you know there's not much there's also an element of self-management that comes along with it, uh, which is which is what you need especially in a in a small team uh, trying to build a business in the beginning. Right, definitely. Are there certain questions that you feel like you can ask in an interview that will really draw these qualities out in somebody? Yeah, so I typically ask them uh, open-ended questions, especially around you know what the, the most you know things like what's the most interesting project that they've worked on, uh, and that usually brings out. Uh, you know, I've seen many candidates' uh, eyes light up when they start talking about things, and and that has been a very good uh, uh, signal for me. Yeah, that's great. I think that uh, passion is really important. Uh, it's interesting, though, with software engineering because in this field, technical ability is pretty non-negotiable. What do you think the best ways to find and test for uh, a candidate's technical ability are? Yeah, so I, I'd say uh, technical abilities, I'd, I'd say, are also a function of what the company needs, what the, what the team needs at that point in time. Uh, a lot of times I've seen uh, software engineering interviews where they, uh, you know, ask standard questions. In fact, there are books out there on how to crack programming interviews. I've seen many interviewers just pick questions out of that book, so it becomes almost like a rite of passage. Uh, so instead, what I like to do is, is look at the context of what this person will be working on if they were to join the team and ask them questions that are more in line with their day-to-day -day job. I think that's the key that, in my opinion, many uh, interviews uh, miss these days is the connection between what what the person is actually going to be working on uh, and what we're testing for. So I typically try to formulate uh, problems that are very close to the kind of challenges that the team uh, is trying to solve at that uh, given point in time uh, and ask what, how, the, how the candidate would solve that problem and, and see you know, if we were to, you know, if, if, that, if that person was to join the team, what, how would they have solved the problem? And that brings a lot of interesting insight and I see if they're able to use their past experiences and apply them to how they're solving the challenges that we're facing. Uh, and of course, there's also an element of we need to make sure that we're, we have consistent uh, interview uh, questions uh, across candidates, so we try to freeze that maybe for a couple of months, uh, the, the, the kind of questions we ask. Uh, and so, yeah, the, to, to sum it up, it's, it's, I, I like to ask questions that are more relevant to the type of challenges that the team is that, uh, currently trying to solve. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. In an article that you wrote about hiring software engineers and kind of what made you so successful so far, you talked about uh, a shared screen programming session that you like to do with candidates for one hour as a part of the hiring process. Can you talk mm -hmm. a little bit about the importance of this and why you use this technique? Yeah, so uh, I'd say one of the things that I'm looking for is, is uh, is familiarity with uh, with the tools that the candidates claim that they're familiar with, and I'm not looking specifically for 
if they're familiar with the, with the tech technologies that we're using in our team, but I'm more curious about, okay, if, if someone says that I'm familiar with technologies XYZ on their resume, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find out how familiar they are with and and having a shared uh, shared screen uh, programming session in the f like in the first ten minutes, I'm quick. I'm easily able to see how familiar people are with the tools because, as a software engineer, the tools that you're working with are also uh, critical to the, the how productive you are. Uh, so you know, just familiarity with the tools that they're working on, and and uh, and how familiar are, are they when talking about different concepts? I, I look at I I look at. Uh, you know, because this is, of course, in this in a simulated environment. So I asked them to talk about, you know, how it's okay if they take shortcuts for the purposes of the interview. But I asked them to tell me what they would otherwise do if this was a production application, uh, and that usually brings out a lot of uh, interesting uh, conversation because I what I'm what I'm looking for is are they able to tell the difference uh, on when they would take shortcuts. And, and, and workarounds, and when they would actually, you know, build an architect for for, for a large-scale uh, system. And trade-offs like that are things that they would also have to take once they join the team. Uh, you know, you, we don't have infinite time to build all the things that we want, so trade-offs like that are also applicable on their job. So I'm, I'm hoping to bring out in them uh, uh, that, that element of are they able to tell what those trade-offs could be. Uh, and another thing that I also look for uh, is, the, is, is the architecture element. So I usually have them walk through what the ideal architecture would be, uh, because the scope of the problem can be pretty large, because I'm mirroring it from uh, some of the challenges that the team is trying to face. Uh, so the scope of the problem can be really large. So we talk through architecture in the beginning and say, OK, how do we architect all the different pieces? and then. Uh, I ask them to focus on just one small piece. Uh, that also helps. Uh, the signal that I'm looking for there is: Are they able to uh, isolate and modularize different parts of the system into smaller components, uh, and and see how they they go about uh, talking through that? Uh, because a, a large part of the software engineer's job is to be able to break large, complex systems into small chunks so that we could develop uh, iteratively. Uh, so that's another uh, signal that I look for. I think those are the big ones. I know there's, there are uh, you know, people I've spoken to about this mode of interviewing in the past. I've heard uh, other points of view where you know it's still a, a constrained environment where I'm actually watching someone code over their shoulder. So that introduces an element of stress uh, on, a, on a larger level. I, of course, what I'm trying to do is remove as much stress and nervousness from the candidates and simulate a, a working environment as close as possible. So I do recognize that that could add some stress. So sometimes what I do is I tell candidates to, to not worry about finishing the exercise right during that one hour uh, phone screen. Instead, uh, ask them to get started so that I can gauge all these other things that I was telling you about. And then I typically ask them to take time after the call to uh, to wrap things up and, and write tests and write documentation and, and send me the, the the full package uh, once they they take the time that they need to complete it. 
Yeah, I think that's a really uh, practical strategy. I think a lot of the times during interviews, if you're testing somebody on technical ability, you don't always get the chance to see how they work through problems or why they make the choices they make. So it sounds like that software really allows you to get a better glimpse into that and the candidate's thought process. Yep, uh, yep. Yeah, so another thing that uh, can be really difficult to gauge in an interview, the way that interviews are traditionally done, is whether or not a candidate will fit in with your team. I think engineering teams really thrive when everyone complements each other. Are there strategies that you have to figure out whether or not a candidate will fit in well with your team? Yeah, so I'd say uh, one of the key strategies or one of the first steps to do when measuring something like team fit or culture fit is to first define what that culture fit means uh, and, and you know, sit down with the team and, and, and help bring out, okay, what, what does the team agree on what culture fit means? Because uh, what could happen is, is if, this, if different people apply different lenses of, of team fit, then you're not going to have a consistent measurement of that. So I'd say one of the first things is to first define what, uh, what those terms mean for this particular team uh, and, and just build general consensus on, on what, what fitting into a, into a software engineering team is, uh, means. And so now that's it. The things that I've uh, personally uh, used are I like one of the things that I look for in our team is is how open someone is to different points of view and how uh, how how they're able to communicate how well they're able to communicate their any differences of opinion to the, to the other party. So I typically uh, throw in a highly opinionated. Uh, hotly debated the topic in the industry, uh, kind of question into the mix, and see what they say about it, uh, and, and you know, purposely give them, uh, tell them opposing points of views and see how they, uh, how they uh, present their point of view. Uh, and that has helped bring, for example, so uh, to tie it back to what I was saying earlier, is I've, I've, uh, you know, or within the team, we've defined that being able to have open debate about about uh, different technologies or different points of view as a, as a culture item that we look for. And the way I look for it is by actually asking uh, uh, or discussing topics which are which are you know, there's no right or wrong. There's just different points of view. Uh, I ask questions that help bring that out. So I think the the strategy is again to define what what culture fit actually means and team fit actually means for that team and ask pointed questions or take debates that have ha happened in the team uh, before that or, or scenarios that have happened in the team before that that maybe shape that team's culture and discuss that with the candidate to see how they react to, uh, to similar situations. Right, yeah, well, that's a great strategy. When you're asking candidates these types of questions, is there an ideal type of response that you're looking for? No, I, I mean these, especially around culture or team fit. There's there's no right or wrong answer. Like you know, it it completely depends on the people that make up the current team, and of course, I'm also looking for a culture culture add as well. Uh, it's not necessary that you know all of the culture elements that that we already have are should be the ones that we we would want to carry forward. So maybe this person brings additional. 
uh, cultural elements into the mix. So I'm also looking for, you know, what are the things that are missing in the team right now that we can add by bring, bringing a candidate with a different set of traits uh, to the team. Yeah, definitely. I think that there's a lot of really strong engineering talent out there right now, but it seems like a lot of tech companies are having trouble uh, getting enough talent, which doesn't make a lot of sense. And it seems like one of the big issues is that companies aren't valuing the candidate experience during the hiring process. And something that I think Dollar Shave Club does really well is you make sure that you get back to candidates quickly with your hiring decision. Can you talk a little bit about why this is so important? Yeah, so I, the, the main element that, that I'm trying to remove uh, here is, is the stress that candidates have to go through when, when doing a job search. Uh, you know, some of them might already be at, at, at a current job and, and uh, you know, they're, they're doing their job search on the site. So it's already a stressful thing to, to, to consider a, 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 a you know, shifting to another company. And the last thing that I want to add is any suspense which is not warranted at all in this, in this situation uh, or, or any, any additional anxiety to, uh, into the candidate, uh, candidate uh, experience. What we think about a lot is the people experience, right, from the time someone receives a cold email from, from us and all the way to their interactions with our recruiting team, with the interviewing panel, and, and once they walk in the door, their, 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 their experience here when, as they're onboarding, that we, were, we try to focus on that uh, and make sure that we remove all stress and anxiety from this. Uh, so from that perspective, one of the things that, that tends to add uh, anxiety and stress to candidates is the, the long and silent wait of, of, of hearing back. Right. Uh, especially after, after people have interacted more and more with us, the, the, the further candidates are in the pipeline, the further uh, we, we try to be communicative uh, with them about what's happening with the with the pipeline. So, uh, and you know, I for example, I make it. Now that said, I, I as much as I'd love to turn around and give candidates uh, maybe a same day response, we do. I, I do make it clear to candidates that they're not the only candidate that, that we're exploring for a particular position. So I tell them that hey, we have to get through the, the all of these candidates that are in the pipeline that were that were bringing on site that we have to explore more, we have to give everyone a, a fair chance of meeting the entire team and so that we can assess in the, in the, in the entire candidate pool, uh, you know, the best uh, fit for, our, for the role that we're looking for. So I usually try to add as, be as transparent as possible with candidates on why the delays are, if there are any delays as well. So that I'm hoping helps candidates uh, feel a little less stressed that we're just going through our through our due diligence of meeting with all the candidates while they're uh, while they're waiting. And I sometimes ask our our recruiting team to keep the candidates engaged and and keep give them updates on on how things are going, uh, so that everyone continues to remain engaged uh, in the in the pipeline and know we don't go completely uh, blank. Now, of course, it, earlier in the pipeline, when someone just applies online, for example, uh, sometimes. Given just the volume of resumes that we that we receive, sometimes it's hard to personally reply to every single person. Uh, but once they're in the pipeline and, and a recruiter has spoken to them, we, we try to make sure that that everyone is in the loop on on what the latest uh, progress is. Yeah, I think that's a really smart approach. I think that 
uh, that aspect of hiring, the candidate experience, can often be overlooked and undervalued. So that's really refreshing to hear. To wrap things up, uh, I can just tell based on this interview how much thought and passion you put into the hiring process when you're hiring software engineers. So I wanted to know from you, what is your favorite part of building an engineering team? and What's the most rewarding part to you? I'd say the, the satisfaction of, of, of once you hire the person and they, and they join the team and then they start thriving in the team and the team also starts thriving because of that new addition uh, to the team, the different elements that they bring into the team dynamics, watching that blossom and, 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 and nurturing that, that to me is a, is a big, uh, is a, is a big satisfaction and, and uh, joy to watch. So uh, I, I love that aspect of, of building teams, uh, is, to, is to watch people, watch the team grow because we're bringing the right mix of people uh, into the team. Uh, and nurturing them. Yeah, no, that sounds like a really exciting thing to see as, as a leader. Uh, yep. Thank you so much for joining us today. This has been awesome, and we've definitely learned a lot from you. Before we stop recording, is there anything that you'd like to add? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'd say it in general, uh, I'd, I'd highly ask for the, you know, the tech community or whoever is listening to this podcast, if you're a hiring manager, uh, hiring for or a software engineer, uh, I'd highly recommend looking at uh, your hiring pipeline and examining it. Uh, to, your, to, Ellie, to your point earlier, you mentioned you know, sometimes companies have a hard time hiring. Some, it could also be that the hiring process is the one that needs a little bit of, of uh, rejiggering. So I, if you're a hiring manager, I highly recommend examining first, thinking, think, think of things from the candidate perspective and see if you're measuring the right things uh, instead of putting everyone through a standard uh, you know, cookie cutter uh, process of, of, of picking uh, out of the box questions for, for, uh, to test technical knowledge. Uh, I'd I recommend customizing your hiring process to suit your specific company's needs. So that's, that's I think as an industry, we need to rally together to change uh, the, the, the hiring process that's going on uh, that's most prevalent these days. Thank you so much. Those are some great insights. We really appreciate you coming on. Cool. Thank you for having me. Of course. Straight from the Source is brought to you by PeopleMaven. PeopleMaven helps hiring managers get recommendations for talented software engineers. Find us at www.peoplemaven.com. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to Straight from the Source. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. We want to know what you think. See you next time.